0: Warning, the following podcast contains violent scenes that may be unsettling to some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. In the small town of Toil, Illinois, in the year 1938, all seems well until one summer day when things straight out of the Bible start to manifest themselves in stranger and eventually terrifying ways. Join us in this biblical tale of horror ran by Joaquin with Andrew playing Bob. Slavic playing Vincent and Tillman playing Henry who are all police officers trying to get to the bottom of things happening in their town. Chronicles of Darkness Revelations is a Chronicles of Darkness first edition one-shot story. If you'd like to reach out to us you can find us on twitter at twin underscore cities underscore vtm or on facebook at twin cities by night. We hope you enjoy.
1: Hello everybody, this is of uh, Twins Ladies by Night, Chronicles of Darkness, Revelations. This is going to be a bit of a first for us because A it's not going to be it's gonna be a first game without Chris in it. Gonna be the first game not written by one of us and the first one shot on it. Well actually no it'd be the second one, I suppose. And so without further ado, let's get started. Let's the day begins in nineteen thirty eight in the rural small town of Toil, Illinois. The day is just starting as all of you arrive at the police station to start your work shift. Let's
0: go introduce yourselves and see how things go along. Yes, I'll go first. My character is Robert Melton. He goes by Bob. Bob is a 62-year-old man who would like nothing more than to retire. But he can't. He's mostly broke. He has some funds, you know. But these days, it's it's hard to... uh, it's hard to maintain his uh, own lifestyle, much less uh, retire for the rest of his life. Uh, his wife has passed away and uh, spends a lot of his free time just helping out his son at his auto shop between that and uh, being a police officer. He's a good mechanic, you know. Um, he can be described as being very patient and relaxed or very lazy and uncaring, depending on who it is you ask. He has a, a partner. Who is a rookie? You know, to get this uh, grizzled old uh, veteran on the force, and this rookie cop who uh, is hoping to learn everything he can from him. And this
1: NPC will be name will be a young man named Brian Johansson. It will okay. be an NPC, not played by anyone. Bob and Brian. Exactly. And I want to
2: use Slavic. So I'm playing Vincent Brown, which is like an. In- Sort of oldish cop. He's in his early forties, which not really old, but like not young either. So he's a sort of uh, burned out on this whole cop thing. Like he's not really enjoying it anymore. He he can be a bit of a hard ass when it comes to like any criminals or perpetrators. Not that he's cruel or anything, but he just just doesn't like dealing with them. Just you know, just really. Likes to uh, use heavy handed solutions, you know, throw him into the jail and. A bit too quick to resort
1: to the old baton.
2: Yeah, definitely. You know, he's not very strong or anything like that, but it's the thought that counts in this case.
1: Okay. Now,
3: Tillman? I play Henry Bishop, another young upstart cop. He considers himself to be an excellent driver. He's probably not the best cop out there. He's a bit naive, but luckily, he can most likely rely on his supervisor, Vincent. Also, uh, he's um, quite often, he frequents the speakeasies, and it's tolerated by uh, other members of the police force, as long as he brings them valuable information.
1: All right. And so it is a beautiful day outside as you all arrive in. And there, and sitting at the radio dispatch is this a little is this little woman named Winifred DeAndra. She is a widow of the town, and for and when she first asked for the job to do something after her husband and children moved away or died, that she would be allowed to help out the police by offering by operating the uh, operating the radio dispatch. So as you arrive in, the first thing she says she was like. All right, boys, hope you had a big breakfast, because I ain't ever seen it so busy out there since that Hooverville popped up on Route 9. The phone's ringing off the hook, and people is acting foolish all over. It's gonna be a long day. Oh, I don't want to hear none of that, Winnie. Oh, I know, sorry, Bob, but... It's happening. I can't control the young people. Just like they can't control me. <laughs> so... A couple of things going on. Uh, let's see here. Oh, Cor Sullivan says there's a bunch of boys loitering around playing in traffic on the bridge. Probably them same what was playing hooky the other day. And out there and run them off before one of them gets hurt. Uh, another thing, another call came in was uh, uh, a Sawyer down at the old dump said he needed a ride into the town to see the doctor. Guess that old wreck of a truck of his finally gave up in the ghost. Uh, be a deer, go get him. Nice man hauled out that busted shift for me last week, and he seemed in powerful need. Oh, and there's one last thing. That professor from up in Chicago called, saying you gotta come see his work for... ...posterity, whatever that means. I don't care for men myself, but he seems a nice sort. Maybe pull over if you're driving by the common. Oh, and I know this isn't a crime, but there's a sale going on at Brown's grocery store. They're still having a a penny for a loaf of bread. Can you believe that? A penny for a fresh loaf of bread. I'd I'd head down and suck on myself, but I need to keep the darn phone on the hook.
0: Well, I suppose Brian and I will go and check out this uh, professor. You boys handle the rest?
2: Uh, Well, sure.
3: Yeah, what do you say? Where do we go?
2: Uh, I'd go to the grocery store.
1: Well, I didn't. It's not really a crime going on there. Just mention a sale if you want to go there. All
2: right. Yeah, sounds good.
3: <laughs> Maybe on break time, Winifred, right? Right, Bob?
0: Yeah. Oh, if you're there, please do pick me up some, please. Always, always break time, boys.
1: Right. All right. Uh, so you're going to. Sp- sp- who's going where exactly? So I think, Andrew, you're going to the dump? Or was it say to the. Oh, sorry, you went to, you're going to the common area for the go professor. I'll
0: talk to this professor,
1: yeah. Okay. And you two are going to the grocery store.
2: Probably.
1: Like... <laughs> okay. I'm going <laughs> to drive
3: the car, but I'm going to go where he asked me to go. <laughs> stellar,
1: detec- stellar detective work. Honestly, this sound is insane. <laughs>
2: <laughs> City's finest.
1: Okay, so we're going to start with you first, Andrew. So as you and Brian load up into the car, he's asking, like, we doing anything exciting?
0: Well, I don't know if you'd call it exciting. Let's just talk to the fella and see what's going on. All right. So uh,
1: he he, 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 uh, fiddles with his gun, with his his holster for a little bit. He's like, uh, no, just you see him constantly move his hand away from it. Like, "Okay, uh, I'll try to just learn from the best, learn from the best. Okay. so who's driving, you or him? I don't let him drive. Okay, so as you make your way from the uh, police department, on the way to the common, it's actually actually you are going to cross the bridge. That and you notice that as you get up and enter the main under the main street, you notice that there is a big traffic jam. Well, it's not really a jam. It's like you can literally see there's like a big crowd of kids, uh, like hanging uh, standing on the railings or like by the bridge, just like, looking over the side, just pointing at stuff. Something down below. All these
0: girls, or both.
1: Uh, I'd say bo- just boys, like okay. not, like all of them, like around you
0: know, ten, eleven, <clears throat> and but that one big kid from like he's like thirteen. Okay, um, kind of slow down, roll down the window. What you boys looking at? They're saying, look? It's moving. Can't you see? They he, they don't really pay attention to you at first, but like yeah, it's moving. and see that one's moving faster than the other one. I will look over at Brian and say, Why don't you get on out there and go see what's going on? All right. And then
1: he like you see him get out of the car and he will walk over to the to the boys with like bit of a like a swagger fucking on his chest like, yeah, I'm on a job.
2: Blood. And then you
1: see they see him like look and once he reaches the railing he looks over to the side and he says like, I don't what is, hey my' get over here Bob took this out. don't know what's going on here.
0: All right, I'll uh, I guess pull the car off to the side, get out. You know, he takes his time easing out of the vehicle, shutting the door, and pulling up his belt before he goes over there, you know, slowly, methodically. Okay, as you walk up to the edge,
1: you slowly, get, and you pick over the railing, you just look down and see what looks like just a bunch of sticks, like, standing straight up in the water. And, like, like, bobbing up and down, but they're, like, not really they they' just, they're just standing straight vertical. Any of these kids like say or do anything? Yeah, one of them says like, uh, "Yeah, we were we were playing cowboys and Indians when Johnny over there dropped his daddy's hatchet into the water, and then they just started floating like that. And then we then me and they assumed like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Then I dropped and I went went and dropped the rake in it, but it sank. But then I got the old axe and my dad used to chopping up wood. But then Charles but that's floating too. Look, you can see him floating. Look if you look closer, you can see the axe heads. And as you look closer, you actually can see like just below the surface of the water, it's like." All of the, like, a bunch of, like, axes and hatchets are upside down, bob almost like bobbing on
0: the uh, metal heads. Well, now, that is something. Yeah. What are you doing with your daddy's axe, anyhow, huh? I told you, was, you see little Johnny, see, I told you I was playing cowboys I was an Indian. Now, son, you know that's dangerous. You shouldn't be running around with no axes. Well,
1: we were doing it before. Silas over there
0: said so he'd been doing it for years before. When And we never got in trouble. Now I tell you this: You go on home and you tell your daddy that you lost his axe, and you see what he says. And then you see him pale at that. It's like, oh, didn't think about that. Yeah,
1: that's right. Now go on, get out of here, y'all scoot. And then you see like uh, the crowd's really like sort of like moves away, and some of them will try to like like a inch down the slope of the uh, riverside, and trying to collect the uh, axes out of the water. Y'all be careful. Okay. Okay, policeman.
0: <laughs> Alright, Brian. Let's get out of here. These boys got this under control.
1: By the way, can you give me a uh, intelligence and either academics or a cult? Well, just something like niggling in the back of your mind about the situation. Difficulty
0: 8. Well, they're Always difficulty 8. That would be just a chance die for me. Okay. So that means that like, the penalty, because I don't have any dots in a cult, is so big that I would have zero dice. I can roll one die as a chance die.
1: Okay, yeah, go right ahead. Just roll that. Nope. Okay, you you look at something, like, something about it its a little bit too long. like, nah it's, nah, it's, no, i never seen anything like this. No, I'm too weird. And so then you carry on your way. And uh, do you just go straight to the uh, common, or do you want to, you know, take a detour? Because it's just over the side of the other side of the bridge. Take the car. Okay. So you, you and Brian load back up into the car and just drive along with the traffic down moving really smoother than before. And you very soon come across the common. It's like this big, almost like grassy area with like you know, some trees and a little path going through it. Very like... Used use for like a lot of you know public events, picnics, very peaceful, family friendly area. And as you get out and look around, you see there is a man sitting, standing there like par- the parking with like a, like a bunch of jars in his hand, moving stuff around
0: in his, his car. Do you approach him or? Um, do do? Again, parking, taking my time, getting out of the vehicle. I'm sure Brian's already out and getting up and walking on over there. I'm gonna. Mosey along. Up. Yeah. All right.
1: So as you see the man holding the jars, they push some of them into the Bryant's hands, and he's like, "Oh, uh, Sergeant, yes, 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 it's perfect. Uh, I think I found something, uh, something truly fantastic going on here. It's uh, I I don't know how to describe. It's gonna be, uh, it's gonna be the gonna be career making, honestly. And like he holds up like a jar and holds it up to your face, right. and in it you can see it looks like a, a grasshopper. But, well, that like, looks you, like a bug, son. No, 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 no. Look closer. Look at the legs. And as you do, you notice and you take a close look at the at the uh, insect. And then you look and you notice that it only has four legs. Okay.
0: It's don't got legs. See?
1: Yeah, don't you see? Every insect has six legs, and this one it has only four. And it's not like there's there's no indication it ever had six. This is a this is a mutation. And it's not the only one. He he like reaches to his car and pulls out another jar. Look look at this one. And it's like an it's like a beetle and it also has just four legs. It's like I've been finding all of these different species have all just have just have four legs today. I I don't know what's going on. It, it's amazing. This it must be some kind of mutation. Something maybe something in the water. Something in the food near here. I have to can you help me collect samples or something? I we need to
0: tell people about this. You you want us to help you catch some bugs, son? Is that, is that what I'm hearing here? Sergeant, I, I'm telling you, this... Bugs do not just lose two legs overnight. This is... This is something incredible. D- do you not understand that? Well, I understand you're quite excited about it. But, uh... I don't think this is a matter for the police.
1: And then you just see him sort of this look at you, and is expression just goes from excited to a bit in disbelief. Like, like incredulous? Yes, it's incredulous. It's like, but, but... Uh, and you see him he gets this is what, of course they don't really understand in a small town. I have to turn it down for them. Okay. Sheriff. It's our deputy. Whatever, whatever you are. We, for as long as I, as long as my studies are shown, insects have six legs, and the only a rare mutation would cause it to be, to be born with only four. And just 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 the other day, I was here collecting samples, and they had six legs. And now they have four. All of them have four. I cannot I cannot find a single insect with six legs anymore. We need to uh, make an like, official report about this. We need to tell the university.
0: Does, does this not. Well, you go on ahead and you fill out your report and send it to your university all right i'll do it myself then
1: and but i'll let you know when when i'm making when i'm making this report when i'm talking to the newspapers i'm gonna make sure to let them know that you failed to understand the significance of this discovery and then you'll see you see let's like to grab a couple of empty jars and just walk back into the park
0: good luck to you son i look at brian shaking my head like uh hmm well he was sir didn't seem excited about that sir uh, I mean, I ain't not much for book learning, but oh well. Regardless, of how interesting he might find it, doesn't mean it's got any concern of the police. We got things to do. All right. What, uh, are you telling me? Do you think it's a crime? Somebody's going around picking off legs off bugs. Come on, let's get eh, out of here. Fair
1: enough. Fair enough, sir. You, you know what you know best. All right. Uh, we gonna go. We gonna go check out anything else. So we can go back to the station. What we gonna do? Let's check in. As you check in to the radio when he gets on the radio says oh hey uh hey there bob i need you to check out something going on at the tenant funeral home morgan called in to report some kind of insect
0: infestation insect infestation yeah what is it with bugs today this professor over here is just going on and on and on about all these bugs losing their legs Really? I didn't know bugs could lose legs. I thought they would just... Well, what That's not the point.
1: I couldn't really he couldn't really help Morgan too well. We got a bad connection. Anyway, I'm not sure what
0: I we was supposed to do about it, but he was always so mousy. You might want to get out there and just... You no, know, calm his nerves about the bugs. Oh, well, at the very least, I'll come out there and tell him he needs to hire an exterminator. All right, you do that, Bob. I'll be here, manning the fort. Yes. Yeah, Either the other boys check in
1: yet? Uh. I just sent him out doing stuff. Like I said, it's been a busy day. Like I said, I ain't been busy since that Hooverville popped up. Remember those bums going around trying to get money out of us?
0: Oh, you know bums.
1: Uh, uh, well, good talking to you, Bob. As she hangs up, I'm going to jump over to Tillman and Slavic. So you're going to the grocery store instead of doing police work.
2: All right. Sounds like uh, basically something we're. Vincent would do.
1: <laughs> okay, so oh,
2: he hates his job.
1: <laughs> so yeah, you pull up the uh go across the street over to the uh grocery stores, also across the bridge, and you and you're behind uh Bob and uh, Brian in their cars. They you see them deal with the kids on the bridge and then you would sort of like slowly go past them as they deal with that issue and then you drive past the common area as you go further south into town you pass by the only restaurant in town J&P's lunch counter the uh silver branch tap room which you know how happens to be a speakeasy or used to be before, during prohibition and then you finally get near the uh near the end of the main street is uh the uh, Browns grocers as you see look inside there's like a big Big sign on it saying, Sale, fresh loaves of bread for a penny.
2: Looks like this is the place.
1: Yeah, you know it's you know this town because it's pretty much like one of the only one of two places to get food from.
2: Yeah.
3: Right, sir. So, and I brake sharply and turn to uh, stop the car.
2: How many are we going to get? So we're going to want one, have, sir. Oh, well, I have a bunch. Okay, one for Bob, one for Brian, one for you, me, and a couple for the boss.
1: Oh, and by the way, like as, as you go and you think to yourself, "Wow, he must be crazy to sell the, the, the bread for this low," and because you know, even for this time, having selling a loaf of bread for a yeah. penny is unbelievably cheap. And so as you head inside, you see the you see the owner of the store, Clive Brown, just standing at the register, looking proud as can be. Welcome in, broad officers. Come into the event of our sale?
2: Hey, Clive. Yeah, yeah. Chief heard about it. Want to make sure we stock up, you know. Never know yep. what's going to happen.
1: All right, feel free to take any loaf of bread you see off the shelves. And you see, just have a big smile on his face. You okay there, Clive? Oh yeah, I just—I have having the best day of my life. This is a blessed day, honestly. I just, 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 take a loaf of bread, loaf of bread, off the shelf, and you'll see. All right.
3: I would oh. like to just scrutinize the bread.
2: Yeah, exactly. Like, is this for real? Moldy? Nope. Just looks like you know regular fresh bread.
1: So you, you take you take it off the shelf. Do you yeah, put it back yeah, on yeah. the shelf.
2: Probably like you know just. Checking if they're legit, but then Okay, so as a, you yeah. look down at the bread, you see like if you turn it over in your
1: hands, it looks fine. Then you, when you look up, there's a loaf of bread exactly where the, where the where you've took it out of the place was it like it's been filled in by another piece of bread.
2: What in blazes?
1: Ah, that see?
2: Go dig a toy, take another y- piece off. You has some kind of a mechanic thing there? Nope. And you does you get another piece of bread, loaf of bread off?
3: Clive, you're messing with us. And yeah. it, you're investing in some kind of machinery here. So, I mean,
1: is, is, he, so tell me, are you taking another loaf of bread off? Yeah, it's just like... As you look at open. it, it looks like there's just an like, empty space where the bread was. Then when you look look around the bread and look up again, it's filled in again with bread.
2: Oh, it has got to be some kind of trick to
1: this. So do, what, do you just start taking loaf of bread off the shelf and just see what happens? <laughs>
3: I stopped looking for the Probably group, not. yeah
2: yeah, yeah. I start looking for just like of
3: that measures where right. like there's weight. Can you on the-
2: show me the other side of? Is there like a room on the other side there or something?
1: No, it's that's not. It's like in the middle of like a shelf. It's like in the middle of the middle of the room, just like
2: a pathway oh, on one side. It's, a it's, it's like another. a shelf in the middle of the room. Okay. Yes. It's like I sort of start examining the shelf, you know, looking for like. Or, like, take the bread away and see if I hear a click or something. Nope. No click?
3: Yeah, I think oh. by this point, Henry has, like, uh, five or six loaves of bread in one arm, and he just grabs... All and the, and, the, and
1: the shelves look just as full as ever. Henry, this, this thing ain't right. Uh, uh, both of you give me a, uh, intelligence and either academics or cult role difficulty... <laughs>
2: Yeah, that's a chance day like, for me as well.
1: <laughs> that's fine. Didn't pay well,
2: attention have, to school.
3: I have academics, so I think that's I count. can use yeah. that, right?
2: Yeah, I said either academics okay. or cult, okay. yes. <clears throat> Didn't intend enough Bible lessons to get dots in a cult.
3: Yes, one.
1: One success. Okay, so as you're looking at this, you definitely say, like, <clears throat> this kind of reminds you of something. It almost reminds you of something out of the Bible. You're not really sure what, but definitely seems like there's something doing read in this. What do you do uh, Claire, that
3: Claire, you're a man of God, right? You gotta help me out here. There's this is one story where, well, I, I guess Jesus, uh, he was stranded with some folks and they needed bread real bad and uh, he just had uh, this endless wealth and he, well, I guess he uh, uh, could feed them all, but are you telling me this is some kind of miracle?
1: I, I'm, just I, I'm just telling you what I'm just telling you what i have seen. I'm telling you, it's, I'm I must have been blessed. And you see, Clive say this out. Loud, I, I've been blessed by the Lord for all my hard work.
2: It's how many blessing. loaves have you seen, or how many loaves have people taken? It, it doesn't
1: matter how many. Doesn't matter how many you take off.
2: Yeah, but it how just, many did they? Uh, let's see. Uh, Mrs. McCready came down, got
1: uh, five loaves. And then, uh, uh, Bob, that uh, not not your not police Bob, the uh, other Bob, um. Right. He came down, got uh, two loaves for him and the kids, and then I think was it Silas came in there one time trying to just Well, he didn't pay that little punk. He didn't pay any and he go get track him down. Then the Yurdas came by to get the oh yeah the, the bread for their communion.
2: There's no oh, ten
1: overall, I guess.
2: Okay. Oh. And how many have you taken before when you realized it? Well, I
1: got, and you see him like gesture over to like this little box next to him. He's like, I fill this whole box full of just bread.
2: It's a, it. like 30 uh, ish. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Wow. You know, <clears throat> that's just weird. I'm I don't telling know you it's a say. lesson
1: from the Lord. Ain't nothing weird about that. You just see him. I mean, just, like, it's such just bread. Right?
2: Can't hurt anyone.
1: I had some myself. So, you know. you see, him like just like a half a open bag, of, like half cut up bread loaf. Like tastes just fine. Tastes just like bread.
2: Right. Try some yourself if right. you don't believe me. Okay, i I think I'll try.
1: You know, just just a little bit. So do you, do you take some of his some of the bread?
2: Oh tastes yeah, like bread. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, yeah, it's it, pretty it's, good. Yeah, it's you know pretty fresh too. Yeah. So here's your pennies. You know. How many? How many have you taken? Just the. Uh, the, I, I suppose we've taken like, how many, like however seven, we, many seven. we've taken. Okay, so just. So. was like, enjoy your bread.
1: Make sure to eat it. I don't think it'll last that long though. I don't know. I don't know actually how long it'll last. All I know about bread went out yeah. the went out the window this morning. So anything else? Anything else you want to get, guys? Some uh, some fresh, fresh fruits, some eggs. We got some uh, canned tuna in the back there. Some
3: do you have Catons? some Chesterfields?
1: Uh, so oh, cigarettes. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Uh, it's over oh, there yeah. by over by there by the by the canned tuna.
3: Oh yeah,
2: uh, grab oh, a pack. I still have it. a carton at home, so <laughs> I think I'll pass. And as you walk up, you, you get your carton of cigarettes. You
1: look over at the canned tuna, and you and your head, you realize. There was a, there wasn't part of the story about in the Bible. It wasn't just bread; it was also fish. That was like 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 two fish that was divided uh, among the people.
3: I pondered on that for like 30 seconds, staring dumbly at the at the package of canned tuna. And then I just grabbed one to test it out. Uh, look away and look back.
1: Okay, you look at it and let's see what it says. Yeah, hmm. it it's, it's another, like, like it's it's uh, looks like it's you never took a can off. Just full cans. I dropped the can. Hey, look, okay on the floor.
3: Guys, I'm, I'm very certain it's this Bible thing. Like, it's precisely the same story. I just grabbed the, this can here of tuna. And it and
2: Clive hears Jesus or something?
3: Well, I don't know. Uh, Clive? They say the Lord works in mysterious ways.
2: Are you the sinless son of God? Come again? And at the time you see Clive, like, uh... I, like, you know, I, I remember busting you for something way back. Oh, come on.
1: <laughs> that was that was te- that was twenty years ago. Come on.
2: Yeah, no. was still a rookie back then. Good times, good times, Clive. Well, this is this is very strange, but you know, maybe you know, if it's just times are hard, and well. Maybe it's a sign, you know, from above. That's what I've
1: been saying this whole time. It's a sign. I'm being rewarded. This town, we not only have we escaped the worst of this depression, but now we're being blessed with, now we're being rewarded for our efforts. Can't you see? Give thanks to the Lord. And you just see him just like, just waving it on you. Exactly.
2: Well, we got to go back to the station, you know? Sure, everything's fine. So, you know, have a nice day. All right. Have a good
1: day.
3: i pass him some some cash for the cigarettes and the bread.
1: Okay. do you yeah. as soon as you get like, in the car, do you just like start practically starting to take one out of the out of the packet and just smoke it?
3: Yeah, definitely.
1: so how do you so how are you two feeling at this point? you just feeling like what was your overall impression of the,
2: what you just saw? It was like okay I've, I've seen some strange things, you know, not many in my life. This definitely like tops the list. I think there there had to be a machine there, right? Right? What do you think there, Henry?
3: Henry's uh, distressed about this. Like, he thinks there's some kind of trick to it, but like he's convinced that there's something otherworldly at work. He's superstitious like that, but he thinks it's bad, not God. Maybe that's like a lesson in greed, and all the people who take the bread will, will get nasty diseases or something.
1: Okay, so as both of you are sitting in the... Uh... In the car, you hear the radio squawk. Uh, Come in, any available car. Come in, please.
2: I hit the button. Uh, I guess you're driving, so I guess I'd be picking it up.
3: (laughs) 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 I have Stunt Driver. I can do it at the same time.
2: Yeah. yeah.
1: (laughs) Okay, so as you're driving along, you hear Winnie's voice come over the radio saying, uh, hey, I I got something to think it sounds serious. The Reverend's wife was in absolute hysterics when she called a while ago. Couldn't make out hide nor hair of what she said, but...
2: Reverend's wife?
1: Yeah, and she said she said she wasn't in danger, so I just told her, hold on, the help was on the way. She
3: sounded in, real desperate. In danger? Oh, yeah. Where?
2: At her house. Okay, okay. Well, we better check it out. Sounds serious.
1: All right. So as you two get on your way, we're going to jump back over to Andrew. I mean, to uh, Bob. What? what I forget, where were you going? I was hoping you'd ride me. Oh, yeah. To the cemetery and funeral home.
0: Funeral home. Okay. Yeah, the um, tenant funeral home. We're going, yeah, we're going there. Brian and I will pull up and... Are there any cars? There's... You pull up
1: to the funeral home. It's... Usually very p- empty here, because as a
0: small town, usually
1: when someone does die, it's like, you know, it's a bit of a bigger event. But this time, and you see, like, the funeral home, director's how- car, the uh, undertaker, a couple of grave diggers off the distance. And you see, and you notice like, a man standing outside. Uh, he looks about, you know, 50, gray hair, uh, funeral suit going on. He just look- looks nervous and the- wringing his hands
0: in, like, anxiousness. Wringing his hands, okay. Is he the only person that I see, or... The, yes, he's the only person you see outside. So he's outside. You know, we'll, we'll pull up, we'll stop. Does he come and start walking towards us? Does he yes, notice? Yes, as soon as he sees you, like, sees you get close enough,
1: he like, walk, starts walking towards the car.
0: All right, so Bob will get out casually and say, Good uh, morning, sir. What can we do for you? Uh, hello, oh, hello, Officer Melton. Uh, hi, uh,
1: well... I I know. I said that there was a bit of an. I I don't know how to deal with this. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do in this situation.
0: <sighs> the family's something f- about bugs.
1: Yes, yes. It. it God, what family families think. So you you know there's you know how it happened the other day. There was a bit of an accident, uh, and there was going you know three men died. You know just the other week, and uh, I was it was supposed to be prepared for a funeral this weekend, but. See when I went in to prepare their bodies for the for the ceremonies, I found that when I opened them, I was, they were infested with bees. Oh my, that's nasty. Yes, I I don't know how the bees got in there. I was just here yesterday, yesterday uh, last night. Honestly, I went in there, checked everything was all right, and then today I opened it was just full of them. I. And you see, he like rolls, moves his sleeve up a little bit. It's like, you see like a bunch of like, you know, bee stings all over his body.
0: Oh, well, I'm glad you're not allergic.
1: Oh, no, no. Uh, but just, there were so, there was too many of them. I I had to get out. I kind of, no one's even inside the building right now. I had to
0: get them all out of there. Yeah, that's probably for the best. Tell you what, son, we're going to have to call an exterminator to come out here, get rid of them things. And then them, them corpses, they're going to have to go to, uh. A facility that can perform proper autopsy, but they already These have an autopsy sort of and everything. I told you, I was preparing them for the ceremony, but then, th- th- well, I- bees don't just get find themselves stuffed inside corpses, now, do they? Not every day. We're gonna have to send. We're gonna have to look into this. Just been some tampering here obviously somebody... there's been i'd say there's been some tampering here uh, d- here let me have a look around uh brian you you call this in and get get some get uh winnie to get somebody to come out here and take care of these bees i'm gonna have a look around this house and see if there's any signs of a forced entry well it's not really a house it's a funeral home so oh. it's well, a lot of times they're like oh they do it in like their basement especially back in this time they don't have like a business location this
1: one it's more of like there's a house and there's like a dedicated like garage at least might have been in like a garage or something or like a like a duplex thing with like a house mm-hmm. next to the building is offices on one side the house is on the other side
0: okay yeah so i'm gonna i'm gonna look around and see if there's in you know i'm gonna go gonna like looking. just go around the outside or you're gonna go inside well first outside okay i'm looking for signs of forced entry that's outside okay so as you look around, when you first look at
1: the front entrance, it's like obviously there's no signs of anything. You get up to the door. Do you get up I've to got, like, the doors uh, but not go inside? I've got investigation if you want me to use it. I'll say just for free uh, right now, I'm going to say uh, you can look around and see that once you get up close to the front door to check things out, you can hear like a faint buzzing. Often just, It's muffled, but you can still hear it. Hmm. And okay, okay, now give me an investigation roll. Difficulty 8. What's an investigation?
0: Does crime scene supply? Yes. Three successes.
1: Three successes, okay. So as, you know, it's a bright, gorgeous day outside, and you have a lot, a lot of good light, and you can clearly see that you're looking around, you're making sure, doing a very thorough job. You're looking at the door, you're looking at the windows, looking for scratch marks, looking for any footprints, looking for any, I don't know, suspicious you know, markings. Any anywhere. Kind of sign, like maybe yeah, somebody. You, you find nothing. You
0: find nothing out of the ordinary. All right. Well, that that reassures me there that um, if I didn't find anything outside, I'm probably not going to find any in, anything inside right now. So we'll wait for the exterminator. And so you then you see here Brian pulls, walks up. and is like,
1: uh, I call, told Winnie about everything. She says like, no can do. There's something going on at the uh, Masonic Hall, but then the exterminator there, Masonic Lodge. But what now? You know the old masonic, you know, the order of masons, whatever the,
0: those guys are. Something going oh, on there? No, 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 no. This is a matter of law enforcement. He needs to get his ass down here now. I'm sorry, I'm just telling you what Winnie told me. He's just was, he's already down there at the masonic I'm lodge. Take that that radio from him, Winnie. Yeah, Bob. Now you need to get that man down here, Winnie. This I... is this is a this is a matter of tampering with evidence. All right. Somebody's messing with some corpses. We need to get these bees taken care of. So you need to call him back and get him down here for me, please. I can't. He already left. He's already probably he left like 50, 20 minutes ago. He must. He's already probably already
1: down by the lodge. Well, then call the board. lodge and tell him I can't. There's no one in the lodge. That's what they said. They were they couldn't go in there because of the bugs.
0: Oh, God damn it. All right. I'll head down there. We'll get him. Yeah, did you ever tell, check out what happened with Sawyer at the dump? Yeah, he's just complaining about, I told you, bugs losing their legs. No, no, that's the professor. I'm talking I about think. Sawyer down at the dump. Oh, I didn't and go so- to the dump thing.
1: Yeah, you didn't. That's why she's saying, like, oh, yeah, I told you about that earlier. What? No,
0: Did anyone check out on that? Uh, the other boy's supposed to be looking into that. I told, I told, I told them about the Urdas. Something going on with the, someone out with the Reverend's wife. They didn't check you. in about the dump. No. Look, I'm gonna go get. Look, I'll go look at the dump after we figure out getting this 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 guy down here to come take care of these bees. All right, one thing at a time. Call call the dump. Make sure if things all right down there. We'll be there soon. All right. I'll try to get whole Sawyer
1: and see what happens. But you better get down there. He's a nice man. You hear me, Bob? No. I hear you, Winnie. Good.
0: So you're going to head down to the Masonic Lodge? Look at uh, this nervous like wreck of a man. And hey, you just wait here. We'll be back. I gotta go fetch this guy myself. Now,
1: as you as you get back into the car, again, you hear that same niggling thing in the back of your head. Uh, you might have heard something about the bees, but something reminds you of something. Give me another, another uh, intelligence, academics, or occult role. All
0: right. That is, uh, that is a failure. That's not no. That's not how botches work in this system. Oh, Damn, the only that. way to botch is on a chance die that rolls a natural one. Okay. So you're basically
1: like, uh, bees and bodies? Uh, you have no idea what's going on here. It's too weird for you. There's something weird going on with bugs in this town. It's all beyond you.
0: Yeah, I'm a police officer. I don't care about goddamn bugs. Except for whenever somebody's stuffing them in corpses, apparently. Putting beehives inside of a dead body, desecrating these poor young men who, uh, who need to be buried properly. Okay, so you're at the funeral
1: home, so actually the Masaga is actually the building right behind the to- police station. You've seen it all the time at, when you go and come to and from work. You're a bit concerned okay. as to why you didn't even notice that there was a uh, uh, there was still kind of problem going on back then when you drove past it. Oh, well, apparently they just called in, so... Okay, so you head down there and you yeah. making your way through traffic, and you notice people are sort of like just got, you see people like on the street just talking to each other, saying, like, yeah, hey, you heard about that sale going on there and there? Yeah, for, for, you know, Penny for the price of bread, that is amazing. And, but ultimately, you'll see people just, they're talking about that a uh, festival going on down in the nearby down by city hall with the mayor and everything. And so when you pull up to the uh, Masonic Lodge, you'll see it's like, you know, it's got that weird, you know, Masonic symbol thing with the M and the, uh, weird A thing going on and everything. You look outside, you see a, a guy with a big, like, a car marked, you know, insect exterminator on it. And see a guy just standing outside of the thing looking at it alone like, what the
0: hell is this? So, we're gonna pull up next to this car and get out. Bob's gonna have a look around. What does it look like? So,
1: it's a, uh, two-story like brick building and you can see it's like you know it was built like near the turn of the century when there was enough of people who were around this club thing to make this uh form this Masonic club and you see like it, you know there's like a couple of windows up up on the second floor and like a big like a fancy you know decorated window on the on the ground floor and the door and you can see as you look inside the window it's just covered in
0: looks like Locusts. Hmm. Okay. And this guy who's standing outside, uh, what does he look like? Uh, he looks. He's dressed in like you know
1: coveralls. It's got like a, a a can of a spray thing with a little hose on it.
0: Oh, okay. I was thinking it was like somebody who's like who was inside and ran out or something. No. So this is the he's so he's standing outside this exterminator. Which, yes. But what does he look like? Does he look oh, he, nervous? He's... He looks like
1: confused more than anything else. You see, he's like, you know, about he was a 40 years old, balding a little bit, You know, callous. I know. He's got calluses on his hands.
0: This is a small town, right? Do I know yeah. him or no?
1: Yeah, you know him. His name is uh, Otis.
0: Let Otis. Okay. Yes. So, Bob will get out, and that's the new Lord Pelham Nods. Bob gets out. <laughs> <laughs> um, he'll get out and uh, approach uh, Otis here, and... Morning, Otis! Oh, hey, Officer Melton. Now, I hear tell your services in quite demand this morning. Yeah,
1: as you can see, he gestures to the lodge.
0: Yeah, look, these uh, Freemasons, they're gonna have to wait, son. There's an issue down at the funeral home, son. And you see, it's quite grotesque. Somebody, they kind of lean in a little close. Somebody put some bees inside the corpses. What? Now, obviously this is a crime, but we can't get on the scene because there's bees everywhere. So it's gonna have to take priority over this. But I don't I don't have the, I don't have any of my bee stuff right here. It's Well go look, just just do me a favor. Go on down to to wherever you need you keep your stuff. Get your get your bee gear, whatever you gotta have. I, I would have been hired to deal with this. Look, this I'm telling you right now, this is gonna have to take precedent. Alright. It's we're we're talking about a crime. This is All a right. crime
1: too. How the hell do you think
0: look if look at the windows? The whole building is full
1: of locusts. The okay, whole I'll thing.
0: What, why don't you go on down to these poor families and tell them why they're not gonna be able to have a proper burial for their their lost loved ones because you didn't wanna come down there and get rid of the bees. That's low, Absimon, that's low. Now look. You have a moral responsibility to help out here. Uh, you know it's the right thing to do.
1: All right.
0: Just go on down there to the to the field. Uh, you
1: were the one who had to explain to those masons that, that I couldn't get yeah, to clear I'll out the clubhouse. To them.
0: Where are they? Uh, none of them are in right now. Was, honestly, the, the cleaning lady will call me in. Okay, well they can they can come down and talk to me at the station any time.
1: Alright, I'll I'll go see about the bees. I gotta change out my equipment against what are bees doing this time you what is
0: I know. It sounds like quite a few, so you be careful now. Alright, you go do whatever it is you do. Protect and serve Otis protect and serve. Come on, Brian, let's go.
4: Hello folks. Have you ever wished you could have an easy way to find gameplay videos and podcasts or just Media in general that deals with your favorite white wolf role-playing games Or have you ever wished you could find a forum to share gameplay that you have recorded? One which wouldn't be drowned out by random posts and discussion so that your media could get the attention you want Well, we have the answer for you in a Facebook group we run called white wolf RPGs gameplay and media We hope to see you there. High Level Games, the industry's first choice in taking your games to the next level. We are a podcast blog and new media network at highlevelgames.ca. We have blog posts about all of your favorite games going up five days a week, and a podcasting network with actual plays and shows that discuss role-playing games, with more rolling out all the time. We are on iTunes, Twitch, and YouTube. Find out more information at highlevelgames.ca a site that certainly isn't controlled by a shadowy board of directors of otherworldly origin that's highlevelgames.ca please help they're coming
2: The Los Angeles metropolitan
4: area is constantly growing and changing. The central district is full of new buildings. The Hollywood and Wilshire districts, once far from downtown, now are part of a which spreads past Beverly Hills and out to the ocean. But why is all this going on in Los Angeles? Why is Los Angeles an exploding city?
2: on masquerade
4: the demon's mirror
2: 13 candles
4: 3 chronicles running through the undead veins of the city of angels
1: the esoteric order of role players actual play podcast invites you to drink deeply
4: go to eorpodcast.com and search the duets tag to find out more